Hello, and welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I hope that you enjoy the show. Also, I'd like to invite you to check out my website, where you can find over 3,700 film reviews in written form. I've been doing film reviews since 1996, and I've been doing podcasting since May of 2015. So this is a new venture for me, and I hope that you like the show. If you have any comments or suggestions about the show, you can also write to me at my website, and I'll leave the all of the details for how to contact me at the end of my show. Today I'm going to be reviewing a film called 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. It's a war film. Maybe some people might even classify it as an action film, first and foremost. I won't get into that, but it does star John Krasinski, and it features James Badgedale, Pablo Schreiber, Dave Denman, Dominic Fumusa, and Max Martini in the cast. It's an R-rated film because of strong combat violence throughout and bloody images and language. It runs two hours and 24 minutes, and the director is Michael Bay. The screenplay is by Chuck Hogan, who is basing the screenplay on the book 13 Hours, The Inside Account of What Really Happened in Benghazi by Mitchell Zuckoff. Before I get to the review, I'm going to ad-lib just a little bit and just let you know that when I review films, I don't review them based on whether they conform to my own political point of view or not, because I'm here to evaluate films based on what kind of story that they're telling and whether they succeed in telling that story well. It drives me crazy when people still comment that because I liked a film that they disliked and because they didn't like its political point of view, then I must have the opposite point of view of them. That's not necessarily the case. Also, when people, when I dislike a film that they like politically, that I must be on the other side of the political spectrum of them. And that certainly is not the case either. I try to evaluate the films based on how good I think that they get their point across. And if they get their point across well, I will like the film, regardless of whether I agree with it or not. So without further ado, I will get into 13 hours here. The film takes place during a volatile time in Libya. It's shortly after the overthrow and murder of their dictator, Muammar Gaddafi, back in 2011. There are various factions that begin their scramble for power. They start with raiding the government arsenals for the high-powered weaponry there. And then other countries who are sensing the instability that could lead to atrocities pull out of their embassies in the area. The United States did keep a small outpost of diplomats in the city of Benghazi, the second largest city in Libya, as well as a hidden CIA annex not far away that was under the protection of a small band of armed ex-special forces contractors working for the CIA-funded organization called Global Response Staff. John Krasinski stars as a former Navy SEAL named Jack Silva. He's the new guy of the group of six beefy bearded men led by Tyrone Roan Woods, and this time out proves to be the most dangerous contract work for everyone involved. On September 11th, 2012, uh, the 11th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, a group of local radicals laid siege on a building housing the United States ambassador, Chris Stevens, while the security company is ordered to stand down by their boss there. Eventually, they can't really stand idle anymore and decide to go rogue and help their fellow Americans in need, but it's too late to stave off the major damage that is ultimately done there. The fatigued men end up having to scramble back to the hidden CIA base when the armed militias are determined to attack there as well, but they're grossly outnumbered. The men do the best they can against overwhelming odds to minimize casualties during the prolonged firefight while waiting for outside help that seems slow to arrive. 
Now, film critic's favorite punching bag, Michael Bay, is probably not going to find much love in 13 hours. It's an overlong film. It's high on explosions and poor on the building blocks of trying to tell a proper story. It's ironic that Bay features a thematically misplaced quote from Joseph Campbell within the course of the film without actually employing any of that author's input on the traditional ways to construct a narrative. Despite it being based on true events, this doesn't help the director from stuffing it full of his trademark touches, including lots of ripped and burly men showing off their physiques, macho posturing, comically bumbling sidekicks, snarky repartee, fetishy displays of sparkly gunfire, mind-numbingly protracted battle sequences, slow-mo fighting, ersatz melodrama, cameras that can't stand still for three seconds, edits that last even less, and, worst of all, wanton jingoistic flag-waving. It's not easy to see privately contracted bodyguards in the same light as we would actual soldiers, given that they're paid very well for services that they volunteered for, but Michael Bay does put his very best effort to making these men as heroes who are doing their work first and foremost for the protection of country rather than for a payday. This is especially important because we see many of these men willingly go off to battle zones rather than to stay home and take care of their wives and children back home directly. So we need that angle of patriotism to sympathize with their mission as something more than just reaping profits for a private company. Now, 13 Hours is not an overtly political film, nor is it decidedly pro or anti-war, though many people may likely see it as a debacle to pin on the Obama administration and on Hillary Clinton, the Secretary of State, during the events that transpired in Benghazi. After all, 13 Hours is coming out in a year in which Hillary Clinton is likely to be the Democratic nominee for President of the United States. So certainly, if you're against Hillary Clinton, you're going to see this as further indication of her ineptitude. Neither of the names, Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton, are mentioned during the course of the film. However, there clearly is frustration among the privatized soldiers that they could have saved more lives of Americans if they were allowed to do what they've been trained to do instead of continuously having to listen to bureaucrats who've never seen a day of battle in their lives. Instead, Bay and screenwriter Chuck Hogan keep the stories mostly personal, though Bay can't really help himself from trying to paint the men as flawless heroes and those in charge of the operation as bumbling, incompetent fools. Bay's efforts to humanize the men is what a director should do, but in the case of 13 Hours, he's so inept at it at times that winces are often induced in places where he's striving for either gasps or tears or even laughs. Take, for instance, a scene in which Jack is FaceTiming with his wife back home as she is driving around. Now, there's nothing like an emotionally excitable mom who will put her kids in mortal jeopardy to look at her phone instead of the road while talking to their father, who may not make it home himself. She then proceeds to clumsily place an order through a drive through at McDonald's while in a sensitive state and while still on FaceTime. This is just shoehorning in product placement. We have Mercedes-Benz placement. We've got Land Rover placement in this film. I mean, it's it's quite a lot of product placement within the course of a film that should have higher and more noble goals in mind. Those viewers who aren't swept up in the grossly manipulative way that Bay shoots his films with 
pro-American imagery will probably roll their eyes seeing the Libyans take the time and waste a lot of ammo doing it to shoot up an American flag while storming the compound. Now, if killing of innocent people doesn't get you, surely taking old glory out will, in slow-mo no less, so you have time to raise your ire levels to maximum capacity. This is the second war film from Michael Bay, and despite nearly 15 years of experience under his belt since 2001's Pearl Harbor, Bay shows he hasn't really matured much as a filmmaker in the interim. In my review of Pearl Harbor, I criticized Bay for reveling in violence by engaging in gratuitous money shots during the battle sequences, including those of the heroes, citing an instance when we see a bomb's eye view of an attack against Americans during the Japanese raid. Instead of being horrified at people, at Americans we're supposed to be rooting for, being slaughtered, Bay would rather have us think at that moment, wow, that was a cool shot. In 13 hours, he gives us a nearly identical shot of a mortar shell striking the rooftop of a building where one of our heroes is on, again using that bomb's eye view, followed by another slow motion scene of another hero getting taken out with all sorts of sparklies around him, again pushing us to admire the visuals at a moment when we should be crying at seeing one of the good guys in the potential final moments of his life. In short, Michael Bay might try to sell you on the notion that he's a gung-ho American, but underneath it, he is just a private contractor of a filmmaker willing to do whatever it takes to push buttons of nationalism and maudlin emotional beats while dressing it all up as a commercial of fashion as possible, visually through copious pyrotechnics. This patriot for-profit isn't trying to push forward any politics in his film because, when it comes right down to it, he's neither red nor blue because taking any such stance would hurt making that green, which is all Bay has ever really made films for, and which is the measure by which he judges the worth of his or any movie. He's neither pro nor anti-war because he's only interested in delivering exciting action beats, big guns, fast cars, bulging biceps, mostly because he finds the image of them dangerously sexy to feature prominently in nearly every frame of his movies. A war movie, like 13 Hours, only gives him a chance to blow up more of them without abandon in the sexiest of ways possible. I'm giving 13 Hours the secret soldiers of Benghazi, two stars out of four. And two stars means that it is a film that is lacking in some way. And the thing that is lacking here is Michael Bay's inability to tell a proper story. I think that this certainly could have been an exciting action movie. Certainly you have a lot of examples of heroism here. You have people that were willing to put their body on the line, their lives on the line in order to protect other people in the area. And you could have easily made a really good film and yet the way that it tells its story i mean there's a 45 minute action sequence in the middle of this film that despite having a lot of build-up we really don't come to care that much about the people within the course of the film and they are supposed to be real people they are real people in real life and yet you watch it and you're there you're admiring all of the action beats and not necessarily caring as much for Americans in jeopardy. So, despite the fact that I do like the story, I hope somebody sometime will do this story right. I don't think Michael Bay is the guy. 
Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. I hope that within the course of my review, I was not too overtly political, even though I'm sure if you're a big fan of this movie, you probably will read into it that I was. But I don't mind a pro-American film. I just don't want it to get in the way of actual storytelling or take the place of actual storytelling. Just waving a flag isn't enough to get me emotional. You have to really set the stage and tell a really good story. And I will root on every single American soldier in this film because that's what I want to do. If you have anything that you want to tell to me directly, you want to send send me a flame, uh, you can do so by going to my website, quipster.net. You can find my contact information there. You can find my Twitter feed and my Facebook page where you can contact me. Any, any one of those means is fine. Quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And until next time, I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you go to the movies. 